As a professional dog trainer in the industry, I try to stay up to date with as many new devices that come out and different training methods and all that. So I'm, I did the research for you. And one of the things that recently came across my desk, as they say, was a an old military dog trainer's secret trick. It stopped problem behaviors instantly. It's never been done before, and it's wonderful. So I'm not going to give out names. I'm not going to tell you what the device is, but I will explain exactly what happened. So I read this article, and this very nice woman, the 55-pound German Shepherd. Okay, Dog was sweet. Dog was great. Until the mailman came to the door. Acted like an absolute maniac. Dog was wild. Mailman comes to the door. Dog goes crazy, spinning, barking. And she thought, oh, well, the dog, you know, it's harmless. It just gets overly excited. But instead, this time, it busted out of the front door and bit the postman in the ankle. That's a problem. Now this dog has a bite history. Now, it didn't say in the article whether the dog bit and thrashed around and held on or if it was a quick bite and then ran away. Based off of the postman's response and the woman's you know, anxiety, it did not seem as though it was an aggressive attack, but maybe more of a fearful attack because the dog seemingly let go based off what I could hypothesize, if you will. So this dog runs out, bites the postman on the ankle, and then the dog runs away again. She pleads with the postman, please, please, please. You know, don't don't sue me. Don't uh, don't do this. You know, everything's gonna be okay. Let me take care of it. Blah, blah blah. Postman said, "Fine, I won't sue you." This was after thirty minutes of talking. I won't sue you if you get the dog trained immediately and prove that you're gonna get trained. So, of course, she starts looking on the internet. Five hundred dollars here, a couple thousand dollars here. Oh my god, I don't know what to do. So she calls up one of her friends and is like, "Hey, I don't know what to do. Do you know anybody?" She says, "Hey, yeah, one of my one of my friends is an ex dog." military dog trainer. Why don't you go call him up? Maybe he'll do something for free because you know, you're in a tough situation. So she calls up this ex-military dog trainer and he says, yeah, yeah, let's meet at you know XYZ. Let's talk about it. So they meet and he explains that he developed a device. He developed a device that has never, never before done this. And he explains of how, you know, she's used treats and that didn't work. And she's punished a dog, and that didn't work. She used a can full of pennies, and that didn't work. And it's all because of whatever his reason was. It's baloney. It's all because you didn't have this. And so he uses it, and it, really what it is, is this high-pitched whistle that everybody can hear. It's just a whistle. And he explains, oh, well, you know, the whistle cuts through all the noise, and it stops your dog instantly. And in fact, if you say the word stop and then blow the whistle, you will no longer have to blow the whistle after a few times. Now, that is correct. That is correct. And this does stop behaviors instantly, but not long-term. I'm interested about long-term, right? I'm interested about, okay, well, what happens tomorrow? What happens the next time? What happens in a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, 10 years from now? What happens then? I got to keep using this thing every single day. What happens if I don't have the whistle on me? What do I do? Oh, no, you have to have the whistle. You got to have the whistle. It's the greatest thing ever. Okay, And it's a special device. It's not even a whistle. It's a special button that you press, and it sounds like a whistle. This guy is probably making millions of dollars off of this device. But it distracts the dog. I'll tell you what's going on here. 
okay? Now that you that I've painted a picture for you. What's going on is they've interrupted the behavior with this annoying sound that just gets the dog's attention briefly. Now, yes, you can reward that. And I believe that's what they end up doing. So they've interrupted the behavior. Right, there's this sound. Whoa, what is that? The dog freaks out. And while it's looking at you, you give it a treat. What did the dog learn? What did the dog learn? One, I can bark on and on and on and on and on until mom makes this sound. When mom makes this sound that catches my attention, I'm going to look at her. And when I look at her, she'll give me a treat. Ooh, that's great. But if there's no sound, I don't get distracted. I don't get distracted. I can't get the treat. If I can't get the treat, I can't get rewarded for good behavior. So I am dependent upon that sound now. That's no good. Number two, the dog will learn that the postman has nothing to do with this. The person has nothing to do with the event of getting distracted by mom and getting my treat. It's nothing to do with it. So is this an effective solution? Is this something you could do? Yeah. Clearly it's effective if it works. But is it effective long term? Is it effective for what your goals might be? Do you want your dog to listen this second or do you want your dog to listen every single time this second? Because I want my dog to listen every second. And what I see here is that oftentimes in this case, all I'm doing is catching my dog's attention off guard by giving them something slightly more stimulating than whatever they were looking at. Also, what happens if it doesn't work? Oh, I don't know what to do now. This thing was supposed to save my life, and it's not working. It worked yesterday. It's not working today. What do I do? You don't know what to do because the principles of how to fix this problem aren't there. And I'm going to give you the principles. I'm going to give you exactly how I do it. If you want in more depth, although I am going to go in a couple pieces about this, if you want more depth about reactivity training, your dog's barking at people, dogs, squirrels, the postman, the bicycle, head over to matadorcanine.com slash reactivity. I have a reactivity course. I think it's over 50 videos just on reactivity and how you can you know, really keep your dog's attention for a long period of time around the other dogs, distractions, they're barking, they're carrying on. You can knock that part off, and you can just have your dog focused on you. MatadorK9.com slash reactivity. MatadorK9.com slash reactivity. But this is a little bit of what you would learn in the reactivity course. We're going to break it down here. So the first thing we need to do is understand, one, is my dog afraid of the trigger? Is my dog fearful of the mailman? If he is, then i got to make that change first. I have to build a positive association. So I could use a clicker or I could use the word yes. Every time they see the mailman, I'm going to click and I'm going to give them a treat. Well, Michael, how is that different from the whistle? It's different than a whistle because I'm not interrupting them on purpose. The whistle interrupts them on purpose, stops the chain of behavior. Right, I've talked about it in other episodes, the ABC triangle. The whistle stops that and creates a new sequence of behavior. That's not what I want. I want to keep the sequence that I have and improve upon it. I'm going to maximize the efficiency of the behavior sequence that I have. The behavior is, I see the mailman, I bark, do, 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 and I get reinforced because the mailman leaves. Instead of the mailman coming up, I look at the mailman, that tells me to do something else, and then I can do the other thing, which we're going to get to. So the first thing I have to do if my dog is afraid is boost up their confidence and their positive association as it relates to the mailman. 
If I can do that, then we can move into the step two. So I mark every time they look at the mailman. Great, now they feel good about the mailman. Now when they see the mailman, and I mark, and they turn towards me and they get a treat, at some point, they'll see the mailman and start to anticipate the mark because they're anticipating rewards. So the mailman has told them what to do to look at me. Now you may have mentioned earlier, I said that the mailman becomes nothing in the case of the whistle, and that's true. The mailman was nothing when the whistle was involved because I'm interrupting that pattern. I'm breaking the sequence. In this case, we're using the mailman to start the sequence. There's a difference. And this is why training is not so black and white. It is, but it isn't. Training is black and white when we understand the principles. We understand the mechanics and how all of that goes together. It is not black and white, and it's not full, it's not complete, if we just have 10%. And in the case of the whistle, you're getting 10%. I want to give you the 90%, so let's keep going. So, my dog sees the mailman. The sequence is initiated. They see the mailman, they turn towards me, they get a treat, and they might look back to the mailman. That's okay. Because I don't mind them restarting the sequence. They see the mailman, they look back at me, they get a treat. They turn right back to the mailman, they see me. They, that will repeat over and over and over until they go, okay, I don't care about the mailman anymore, I just want my treat. They look at the mailman, and that tells them to look back at me for several minutes. If they break focus, they can look right back at the mailman, and that will tell them to look back at me. See how this is a perfectly evolved loop? They just keep looking back at me until the mailman leaves. And then they got reinforced that whole time for engaging with me, not really being disrupted by the mailman. And I can ask them to then do other things. So if I needed to open the door to my mailman, but I know that my dog is paying attention, once I get their attention, I can tell them to go lay down on the couch, to stay on the couch. I can handle whatever I need to handle with the mailman or the package delivery or whatever. And then I can release my dog from the couch after the mailman has left. I have full control of this situation because my dog doesn't have a problem with the mailman and is perfectly engaged with me, not just interrupted. Not just interrupted. So in the case of that woman, if you are listening to this, if you happen to still need advice, because I guarantee that method is not going to work long term. If you still need advice, however, matadorcanine.com, let me know. I'd be more than happy to help you out. Be more than happy to coach you through the process of how to have long-term success, not just success for today. That's what the whistle does. It gives you that 10% of information just enough to get a win for today. This is actually part of marketing. Mar marketing is all about how can I get you rewarded today, right now, this moment in time. And using punishment or interrupters, which is what the whistle is, using that. And in fact, that, oh, a side note here. In the article, it said that the whistle was painless. Painless. But it's the premise of correcting a dog that is brought over. Oh, well, the sound is painless. Is it painless? Some dogs have sensitive ears. And if that's a loud whistle right next to them, I don't think it might be painless. Clearly, it got their attention for some reason. So it could be a positive thing if we used it like a clicker. You could use a whistle like a clicker. That would be fine. But it would still be the wrong sequence, wrong consequences as it relates to that, right? Okay, so hopefully you, you understand that. So you get this 10% of information to get a win today. This is what marketing is about. 
How can I get you a win right now? And then I can give you a win later. I get you a win, so you feel good. You're like, oh, this is great. And then you want to follow up with me, and I can get you another win. That's what that article was all about. Oh, well, if you get this device, you get this device, it stops behavior right now. It stops it dead in its tracks. If you get this device, it's the greatest device in the world. You get this, it stops the behavior. You get your win, and now you love this device because it brought you reinforcement. You've associated it with the stopping of an annoying behavior. But it doesn't work long term. Some people aren't interested in long term. I'm interested in long term. I do not want to have to be sitting around every single day training my dog. Yes, I love training my dog. But just like everybody else, some days you just don't want to. You want to be able to sit on the couch and relax. And I don't want to be stuck in a position where my dog can't lay down and relax because I haven't trained him. I don't know if you're in that situation. If you watch a lot of my stuff, I hope we are similar in that way. You know, the, the, Yes, I want to work with my dog. Yes, I love engaging with my dog and teaching them new things. But there are some times, even if it's just for a couple hours, I just want to sit down, watch a movie, read a book, focus on work even. And I can't have my dog losing their bananas behind me simply because I didn't train them not to lose their bananas. That would make no sense. And what happens if I'm in a Zoom call and my dog starts losing it? I got to pull up the whistle <clears throat> just to stop my dog? No. <clears throat> Instead, I would want my dog to see something that I'm not seeing, walk into my office, look at me, and go, good job, buddy. For whatever reason, I've done that before. I've just randomly rewarded my dogs with praise, regardless of what I think they've done. And then they go back out. They have no problem with doing that because that's what I've taught them to do. Okay, If you want to take advantage of that, you have to teach them how to do it. Teach your dog how to serve your life. Stop serving your dog's life. Yes. Absolutely, give your dog everything in the world. Spoil them, but spoil them in a good way. With training. With efficient training that actually gives you guys more freedom, more enjoyment, a stronger connection, because you guys aren't fighting all the time. It would make no sense to have a dog that you love, but hate at the same time. That's what family members are for. Dogs are supposed to be loving. You love them all the time. They love you back. It's fantastic. It's a great relationship. And that's what you should be striving for. Thank you guys for listening. If you have questions, comments, concerns, good jokes, put them in the comments or connect with me on social media and let me know what you want me to talk about on tomorrow's, tomorrow's episode. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.